It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch our show and subscribe to our show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, and and subscribe so you never miss a single edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council because every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show to participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag on Lockdown Panthers. Either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to ten times your money on your entry. First time users can receive one hundred percent instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars. A promo code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com. Promo code Locked. On. Good to be back after a one-day hiatus. Sorry for not having a Monday episode. Of course, it was MLK Day weekend, and I had to go on a bachelor party on a cruise to the Bahamas. Now, we did not go to Nassau because allegedly it was too windy for them to dock, so for the safety of everyone involved, they couldn't do that, so I was stuck at sea for an entire day until Sunday. First and last time I will ever go on a cruise, but happy to celebrate my boy as he is getting married here in April, but certainly traumatized by the experience of the cruise liner that I was on this weekend. Man, that food was terrible. Well, you guys not come here to listen to uh, my thoughts on the cruise. I will not say uh, who it was. Um but I'm going to move on, and I'm going to talk about the Carolina Panthers because there has been much that's gone on and much to discuss on today's show as David Tepper is still in search. I put that in quotes of a head coach because it feels like he's already made up his mind, but we'll get into that a little bit later as the one man we've been waiting for to enter the fray has finally entered the fray here at the Carolina Panthers coaching search, and that is former Saints head coach Sean Payton. As on Sunday afternoon, the Carolina Panthers received permission from their division rival New Orleans Saints to interview Sean Payton for their head coaching job. And Sean Payton was very open and honest about his thoughts of going elsewhere as a head coach and being traded, at least his rights being traded to a team so he can coach in 2023 when he was speaking to Colin Cowherd on Fox on Monday afternoon, saying that he's set to talk to not only the Carolina Panthers this week in New York City with owner David Tepper, but he's going to speak with the Denver Broncos, where he's been considered as the favorite to get that job for a while. He's going to speak with the Houston Texans. Now there's thoughts out there, and it's not even just thoughts. It's pretty much the worst kept secret in the league. But Sean Payton wants to stay in L.A. and wants to coach the Chargers. 
But according to Jim Trotter of NFL.com, we spent a long time in San Diego covering them back when they were in San Diego. Of course, now they're in L.A., but he spent a long time covering that team and an ownership group. And he says he does not see them firing Brandon Staley, who's gone 9-8 and eight and 10-7 and seven his first two years at the helm as a head coach there in L.A. with the Chargers. But we do see what happened on Sunday and the loss there when they were up 27 to nothing against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Maybe Sean Payton can go in there, maximize Justin Herbert. But as of right now, that is not an option. So Sean Payton's options, according to him, are the Houston Texans, the Denver Broncos, and the Carolina Panthers, all three teams he's going to speak with this week. Now, the biggest hang-up with Sean Payton, for me, maybe you, and some other people out there, is the compensation and what it's going to take to pry him away from New Orleans Saints control and to become the head coach here or elsewhere. According to Sean Payton, who's had conversations with New Orleans Saints general manager Mickey Loomis, who's a longtime friend of his, he believes that the compensation this year would be a mid or late first-round pick. Now, of course, there's different ways that they could arrive to a deal, and every team has different ammunition. He also believes that next year, if he's still available, that the compensation would go down. But the Carolina Panthers, I sure hope, aren't in the coaching search next year if Sean Payton is available. That surprised me, honestly. Because when I've looked at this the whole time, I've felt like, especially for Carolina, and I don't really change my opinion on this, it's going to take the ninth overall pick to get Sean Payton. And if the Panthers are doing that, they're betting on Sean Payton over a franchise quarterback. I don't really feel like you can get both at this juncture. Now, Sean did go out there and say that it doesn't have to be a first-round pick this year, but if you're New Orleans Saints and you're Mickey Loomis and you're the owner, Gail Benson, are you really going to let Sean Payton go to a division rival without getting that division rival's first-round pick this year? Are you really going to allow a division rival to get a Super Bowl-winning head coach and then have the capital to get a quarterback in this year's draft? Absolutely not. So for Houston and for Denver, and I know Houston has a number two overall pick, I don't think they would want to give that up. I don't know what other picks they might have in the first round. I think Denver has a late first-round pick. For them, they can do that. For Carolina, they can't really do that. And really, Houston can't give the number two pick to New Orleans to bring in Sean Payton because they don't have a quarterback answer. So I don't really know how this really makes a lot of sense for any team. And trading for a coach, to me, just doesn't really make any sense. There's so many guys out there that could be viable options. And, and at the end of the day, with everything aligned, they could be Super Bowl winning head coaches. And the history is, bar- is not on Sean Payton's side to go elsewhere and to win a Super Bowl. That's how many coaches out there in the NFL have done that. I believe I already was zero. So if you're bringing Sean Payton here hoping he's going to win a Super Bowl, history says that's highly unlikely to happen. And it also would be difficult to build a contender around him. There's a few pieces the Panthers need to hold that need to fill, but it's hard to get that quarterback and get Sean Payton in the same cycle. And he also said that Mickey Loomis has a job to do as the Saints general manager. Sean Payton might be saying mid to late round first pick, mid to late first round pick, but is Mickey Loomis saying that? I'm sure they've had productive conversations. I'm sure they both want to find a solution to this that is beneficial for both Sean and the New Orleans Saints. But also remember, Sean Payton's the exact same guy who a year ago quit on his organization and now a year later is assessing his options 
and is going out there and going to interview with Houston, Denver, and Carolina this week. For me, I personally think the Carolina Panthers need to do this. I really don't. There's no reason for me, to, for the Carolina Panthers, to give up any compensation to get Sean Payton and give that to a division rival. It helps New Orleans to then maybe go get their quarterback. Where at this point in time, the Saints aren't really in position to draft somebody who could be the franchise. They're going to have to go back out there and see if maybe Derek Carr could help them or Jimmy Garoppolo, whoever else may be available this offseason. So don't help the Saints. If anything, Carolina not going after Sean Payton continues a week in that team because they're not going to have Sean Payton. They're also not going to have a quarterback. Where if you trade for Sean Payton, have to give up the number nine pick this year, that puts them in a position to where maybe they can trade up, get their guy, and then they can hope that Dennis Allen and the rest of that roster, healthy next year, can bounce back and be a good football team. So, no, I'm not on board with Sean Payton coming to Carolina. I've never really looked at it as a viable option. I know it's been a couple months since I, since I had that conversation with Roman Harper, who is, of course, former Carolina Panther, still lives here in Charlotte, works in the SEC Network. But we know him more as a New Orleans Saint, and he said he didn't see that happening with Sean. I've never believed it was a real option for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, he's going to talk to Carolina. Jim Caldwell talked to Carolina. He ain't a real option. Frank Reich talked to Carolina. Doesn't seem like he's going to be the head coach. So, Steve Wilkes also spoke to Carolina. And if you look at what's going on this weekend with the uh, interviewing defensive coordinators, it doesn't look like he's a real option. So, why would Sean Payton, who's going to cost you likely your first-round pick this year? Because the Saints aren't going to be like, oh, yeah, you know what? It's fine, Carolina. You guys can have Sean, and you can have your quarterback this year. No, 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 no. You got to pick. You want Sean or you want a quarterback? You can't have both this season. We need that pick. So, just my thoughts. I don't really look at it as a great option for Carolina. I don't think it's the most prudent thing for this organization to do when they still have other needs and they have the ability to get the right coach this cycle, fingers crossed, and also identify that long-term quarterback via the draft. I don't think hiring Sean Payton or really trading for Sean Payton is going to allow the Carolina Panthers to do both. So we'll see what happens moving forward. Now, the interesting thing about Sean Payton is Vic Fangio has been tied to him as his defensive coordinator if he goes elsewhere. And the Denver aspect of it all is also very interesting to me because Fangio, not very long ago, was the Denver Broncos head coach. Oh, that's right. A year ago he was after he was fired. And he said, I didn't have a quarterback, so that's why I couldn't win here. Vic Fangio used to be the D.C. here in Carolina. He could maybe be the D.C. again in Carolina, whether it's with Sean Payton or not. Carolina Panthers apparently looking for a D.C., and what does that say about Steve Wilkes and his chances of getting the head coaching job here in Carolina? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. But before we do that, guys, again, we are brought to you by Prize Picks. And by now, I would certainly hope you know how Prize Picks work. If you pick two to five players and they score more or less in their Prize Picks projection, you, and I mean you, can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Price Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, PGA Tour, men's and women's college basketball, soccer, NASCAR, tennis, cricket, and so much more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, safe, and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. 
Download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. If you deposit $2.37, they'll give you $2.37. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100 when you download the PricePix app or go to prizepix.com today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Vic Fangio was the first ever defensive coordinator here in Carolina. And could he be coming back over 20 years later to be the D.C. under Sean Payton, Ben Johnson, Shane Steichen, or someone else it's a possibility as according to multiple reports over the weekend the Carolina Panthers spoke to the former Denver Broncos head coach and former Bears defensive coordinator the most recent stops he's had here in the NFL currently he is the Eagles defensive consultant Vic Fangio is and I found that to be interesting because I did not go into this coach season and this coaching search thinking the Carolina Panthers were going to be interviewing head coaches and defensive coordinators separately. In a way, it makes sense because those teams like Atlanta who have requested to speak of Al Holcomb who are out there trying to find new defensive coordinators. There's other teams out there in the league also doing the same. I've always looked at it as, hey, if you have head coach opening, why don't you allow that head coach then to go bring his own staff? But then again, the best defensive coordinators out there on the market may not be around later on in January, and David Tepper is trying to kill two birds with one stone Early on here in January, he might have a D.C. lined up before he has a head coach. Now, you're probably wondering, Julian, how does that work out? How can you just hire a defensive coordinator and then bring a head coach in and be like, hey, this is your D.C.? Because what if they don't have a relationship with the guy? Well, you look at Vic Fangio. Where is he at right now? Philadelphia. Who interviewed over the weekend with Carolina? Shane Steichen. So Shane Steichen becomes the head coach here in Carolina. He already knows Vic Fangio, and that can work out. And Vic Fangio is not the only guy who the Carolina Panthers have talked to or want to talk to, rather, as far as their D.C. opening. They've also requested permission to speak with Jets secondary coach Marquand Manuel, who spent time in Seattle with Scott Fitterer, who is going to fit the defensive philosophy that they had in Seattle that also fits the way Scott Fitterer has been drafting, in particular, players in the secondary and signing players in the secondary to fit the scheme here in Carolina. They've also want to speak with Saints uh, DB coach, uh, Chris Richard, who's also, I believe, the co-defensive coordinator there. He spent time in Dallas uh, before going to New Orleans the last two years and spent a long time in Seattle as both a player and a staffer with, yes, Scott Fitter there on staff. So at the very least, if Fangio comes here and say the Panthers get Sean Payton, well, Sean Payton has already talked about having Vic Fangio as his D.C. I don't really know how it would work out in Denver. I feel like I've read that maybe he would be okay with it. It's a different ownership group, still some of the same players, and I don't know if the players necessarily were like, we don't love Vic Fangio. 
And he did basically throw – he didn't basically. He absolutely threw his quarterbacks under the bus who are no longer there. So maybe he'd be totally fine. Still a little awkward to go from being the head coach. And then two years later, you're back as the D.C. under another guy in John Payton. I don't know. If Peyton comes here, of course, Vic Fangio would come along. He'd be that homecoming in a way. Back to Carolina. Shane Steichen, as I mentioned, they already have a relationship together, I would assume, since they're both in the same organization, Philadelphia Eagles this year. So that would work out. And at least Rashard and Marquand Manuel would both be on the same page of Scott Fitterer, who I think is obviously having a huge impact on who becomes the head coach here in Carolina. Another thing I would say, too, about the Fangio aspect of this Think about what the Rams did when they hired Sean McVay, who was young, up-and-coming head coach, brilliant offensive mind, who was hired to be a play caller. Like, hey, you're going to be the head coach, but also we want you to call plays. And we see in certain situations it's very hard to, dr- to juggle all that. And oftentimes these coaches really can't handle it. But Sean McVay has had – a real success doing that because he's had guys as his defensive coordinators in Wade Phillips, who was his first DC for the first three years with the Rams who helped him go to a Super Bowl and they're losing effort to New England, but he was the head coach of the defense. He had head coaching experience before he had been in the league for so long that it helped Sean McVay, who still had been around for a while, but hadn't really been in that kind of a role, be able to come in, focus on the offense, still be able to lead the entire organization as its head coach, but not have to be overly concerned about how things are going over on the defensive side of the ball because you have an old, wise veteran coach in Wade Phillips. So the Panthers are going to bring a guy like Ben Johnson, who we talked about about his offensive innovation. They're going to want to have him call the plays because I don't think you're necessarily hiring a Ben Johnson or a Shane Steichen or any of these other OCs that have quarterback backgrounds and not asking them to call the plays because that certainly seems – like what they want the setup to be. And David Tepper has already shown that he is not immune to wanting that to happen as you look at Ron Rivera's final year here in Carolina where he felt like it was better that Rivera was both the head coach and the defensive play caller. It did not work out as the defense was old and injured and still not very good at the, in that final season in 2019. But maybe it works around this time with a hand-picked quarterback, likely a rookie, and in a young head coach who can still call the plays, like in Ben Johnson's case, but you then have an older veteran like Vic Fangio, who has head coaching experience and also coaches up some great defenses. And let's also remember, too, Fangio was up there in Chicago before he got the Bears job, or the Broncos job, rather, with Matt Nagy, who came from Kansas City and ended up not having success at the end of the day in Chicago, but he went to the playoffs with Fangio. They went 12-4 and with Fangio. Then once Fangio left, I, things kind of fell apart there. The GM wasn't great. Ryan Pace, the quarterbacks, didn't really work out with Mitch Trubisky. Then Justin Fields, it was basically over by that point in time anyways. But you have to wonder, possibly, especially Bears fans, that had Vic Fangio stuck around, might have things worked out better for Matt Nagy. Or is it just like, oh, well, they didn't have a quarterback, so it doesn't matter anyways. Just a thought out there that maybe it works out. So... I do think it's a good marriage to have a Ben Johnson and a Vic Fangio together if that's what they want to do. Have the young OC, who's young head coach, who has an OC background, quarterback background, who's going to call the plays. And then he doesn't have to worry about the defense because he has a guy who's a great DC and has also been a former head coach. And that can really help him 
come along. Now, I've already gotten a question via my DMs at Julian Council on Twitter, being like, why would we be talking to these DCs? Like, do you not trust the head coach? Like, do you need someone to hold his hands? It makes a lot more sense to do this opposed to being in a situation where they were with Matt Rule, where it wasn't until this offseason or last offseason where he got guys of NFL head coaching experience in McAdoo, in Wilkes, and finally had more of a veteran staff. Don't wait. Do it early. Ron Herrera wishes when he first got here that he would have hired someone who had NFL head coaching experience. Why not try and find a veteran head coach who's no longer a viable option, or at least not an option for you, to be here as a D.C. to help a young coach like Ben Johnson, Is that if that's what the Carolina Panthers want to do, or Shane Steichen as well. And, of course, yes, the obvious with um, Sean Payton, if that works out in the end for Carolina. Now, what this does tell me, though, and it's already kind of felt obvious since really last Tuesday when we saw the Panthers want to talk to Ben Johnson, the Lions OC, and Shane Steichen, the Philadelphia Eagles OC, and um, also want to talk to Ken Dorsey, the Bills OC, and all these other OCs that all coincidentally had backgrounds as quarterbacks that Steve Wilkes ain't getting his job, y'all. And when they're interviewing defensive coordinator, Candidates and Steve Wilkes is D.C. And now Holcomb is already going out there and looking at his other options in Atlanta with the Falcons. Seems pretty damn clear to me that Steve Wilkes is just not going to be the head coach here in Carolina. It's a damn shame. It's not over yet. Still possible, but it's hard to envision that being the case considering the backgrounds of the coaches that David Tepper's wanted to talk to and in the D.C.'s and their relationship with the organization and how it probably doesn't fit Steve Wilkes being here next season in Carolina as the D.C. or even the head coach. So we'll see how it plays out, but it feels like it's already over. And why does it feel like it's already over? Because there's a candidate who has not even interviewed in Carolina, but somehow is the favorite. How does that work? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. And, well, I found out that this guy was the favorite because of our friends over at Bet Online that put the odds out last week on the next Carolina Panthers head coach. 5-1, to one, Ben Johnson. That's what it opened up as. Don't know where it's at yet. Maybe I'll get an update on that tomorrow or later on this week. But BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from the NFL playoffs to the NBA and college basketball and all the sports out there they've got it at betonline.net and if you love sports podcasts which you probably do since you're listening to one right now you can even find those at betonline as well they're always the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, how is Ben Johnson the favorite to get the job when he hasn't even interviewed yet? That's been the talk around the league the last week that Ben Johnson, the Carolina, that's probably 
the most likely scenario of how things are going to work out. And I told y'all, I was surprised when I saw Ben Johnson had the top odds, according to betonline.net, to be the next head coach of the Carolina Panthers at 5-1. to one. I did not see that coming. I knew that he would get an interview. I knew that he would be a candidate. I just didn't expect that the Lions offensive coordinator, who, hell, he turned him into a top five offense this year with Jared Goff, was going to be the top choice for David Tepper. And this has been a sentiment that's been shown not only in Vegas, but by NFL insiders alike, like Jonathan Jones, who used to cover this team intimately here in Carolina for the Charlotte Observer. Now he's the lead insider there with CBS and on the NFL Today. And he said on Sunday that right now, Ben Johnson is the favorite, which led me to text somebody and ask them that exact question. How is Ben Johnson the favorite to get the job when he hasn't even interviewed? And mind you, Ben Johnson will interview for the job on Wednesday. I'm having this conversation with y'all on Tuesday. We're recording it on Monday. Maybe you're watching it on Monday. Whatever. I'm having this conversation with y'all, and Ben Johnson has not even been in Charlotte or wherever to talk to David Tepper for the head coaching job. As an official interview. So I'm just kind of confused. How is he the favorite when he has not even interviewed? So I asked this person this, and it told me, you know how. And my response was, yup. He said, just like D'Amico and Gerard knew, but apparently Edgero doesn't care. So what that is referencing is D'Amico Ryans and Gerard Mayo both turning down interview requests here in Carolina to talk to David Tepper. Why they turn down interview requests? Because... Like me and all of you, they've seen who David Tepper is actually interested in talking to. Because all these teams make it very clear who the top candidates are for this job when they put out their initial list of interview requests. We're going to see those in the first couple of days. And it was not very long ago. I think it was a Friday mailbag episode I was talking to you all about. And I think it maybe came out on Thursday that they were going to, they had put out the interview request for D'Amico Ryans. But it still got to a point in the week last week where I'm like, why hasn't D'Amico Ryans gotten a request? Why aren't they talking to Gerard Mayo? Why haven't they talk to um, Edgero Evero. Like, what's going on here? Why have these guys not gotten consideration when you have a fantastic defense and core and they're getting opportunities elsewhere in the league to interview? Like, why would you not want to talk to him? Why would you cut off all your options to just offensive guys and not talk to any defensive guys? Like, why is it that you're just so pigeonholed to, we have to have an offensive coach? But apparently... David Tepper said, all right, I'll talk to D'Amico Ryans. I'll talk to Gerard Mayo. I'll also, you know, check that final box for the Rooney rule because that's really what that's all about. And those guys said, you know what? We're good. We're not going to oblige because you clearly don't want us to be the head coach. We're not going to go out there and try and prove ourselves, y'all, because we know that we're damn good coaches. And Gerard Mayo also is staying in New England anyways. He's their linebackers coach. And he had gotten a request in Cleveland to be the interview for the defensive coordinator role. And New England's like, look, we're not letting any more good coaches leave here. We want you here, Gerard Mayo, who's been a former player in New England, was a great player in the NFL. They don't want him to leave. And Demico Ryan, it's already been reported that he can be picky. And he certainly is like, eh, clearly Carolina does not want a defensive coach, they already, if they wanted one, they would just stick with Steve Wilkes. So why would I waste my time and help that organization out by checking a box when very clearly they don't want me to be the head coach? And this is what I've been saying about the Rooney rule. 
And for me, it's you can't you can make a Rooney rule as much as you want. You can try to get as many diverse candidates as far as, you know, ba- background, as far as, you know, Hispanic coaches like Ron Rivera. Um, you even have like Muslim background coaches like Robert Sala, obviously black coaches, which is the big conversation we have in year in and year out here in the NFL. You can try and put as many diverse backgrounds of people in front of an owner. But at the end of the day, you can't force them to hire that guy. They're going to hire who they want to hire. So when I asked that person, how is Ben Johnson the favorite when he hasn't even interviewed? And he said, you know why? That's why. Because the owners are going to do whatever the hell they want. David Tepper is going to hire whoever the hell he wants. And I'm not against Ben Johnson. I told y'all from the gut, from the get-go, I want Wilkes to be the guy. I think Wilkes has earned a job. But if it's not Wilkes, which it very clearly seems like it's not going to be, give me Shane Steichen, give me Ben Johnson as my top two non-Wilkes candidates. I will be completely fine with Ben Johnson because he did some awesome stuff with Detroit offensively. I still can't get over the hook and ladder play they ran late in that fourth quarter to end that game in Green Bay on Sunday Night Football a week ago. The dude looks like he's got the goods. He has 11 years of NFL experience, only one year as a play caller, but he's worked all over the offense, working with quarterbacks, working with tight ends, wide receivers. So certainly the dude knows how to put together an offense. And there has to be a question of, when you look at the remaining teams in the playoffs, I, 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 of course, I'm recording this before Monday Night Football, so I don't know what's going to happen with Tampa Bay and Dallas. But either way, six or seven of the final eight teams in the NFL are going to have offensive coaches. And we already know that Sean McDermott is a damn good coach up there in Buffalo, offense, defense aside. And really what you should be looking for at the end of the day is – the right guy who can be a leader and a communicator. And actually, I was reading the Charlotte Observer, Mike Kay, who does a great job covering the Carolina Panthers. He had an interview, an article, uh, talking to uh, former Dolphins and New Orleans Saints general manager, Randy Muller, um, saying that it's not about finding the best play caller, which is what David Tepper is so caught up in. It's about finding the best person, leader, communicator, chief football on the field guy. But again, as I've said, he looks like he wants Ben Johnson. Now, I know exactly how this is going to be sold to the fan base by the Panthers. And, hey, maybe I'm giving him some free PR advice. They're going to sell him as the hometown guy. I get it. Two states, one team. Always to me, the Panthers are Charlotte's team. That's where they play. But, of course, I'm not going to sit here and gatekeep and say, oh, if you live in wherever, you are not. You can't be a Panther because I'm not saying that at all. But I'm. But it's all. It's, it's Charlotte. It's the team's located in Charlotte. team's here because of how big the city is. You know, whatever. But, um, and some of the other things. But still. Like, he's going to sell him as the hometown guy. Born in Charleston, went to high school in Asheville, played, sat really on the bench, held a clipboard in Chapel Hill under Butch Davis. That's how they're going to sell him. When really the hometown guy is Steve Wilkes, who's been here before when the team won under Rivera and then helped to resurrect what looked like a season dead on arrival in the final 13 weeks. It had him on the doorstep of the playoffs. That's really the hometown guy, but I already know they're going to sell us Ben Johnson as a hometown guy. And look, I'm a Tar Heel. I'm a huge fan of North Carolina. Never had heard of Ben Johnson until this season. Had no idea he went there and played there, or I guess was on the team, rather. But I'm going to be a fan. Want to see him have success. If it comes to Carolina, I'm on board. I'm telling you that. I just find it funny that the dude, for over a week, has been considered the favorite for a job he has not even interviewed for. <laughs> so how does that work? 
it works because the owner is going to do whatever he wants. <laughs> That's how it works. Um, one final note here, Mike Kafka, who's the OC with the Giants and guys, Daniel Jones, speaking of actual hometown guys, Daniel Jones was out there slinging the pill on Sunday in that win on the road against the Vikings. Shocker. The Vikings had a negative point differential lost at home. (laughs) Who could have saw that one coming? Um, so Daniel Jones was looking awesome. Looks like he's going to go back in New York. Uh, CJ Stroud. Also, finally declared for the draft, waited until Monday. There was some talk that he might be staying at Ohio State. I never understood how that would make any sense. That would have led to uh, a lot of angst here in Carolina about, well, damn, one of the top two quarterbacks is no longer available. Like, what are we going to do? Don't have to worry about that at all, thank God. But Mike Kafka, not going to do interviews this week. So hard to see him really being a candidate uh, at this point in time. Because he's not going to talk. I think the Giants are probably done after this week anyways. So maybe next week he gets into it. Uh, I get into Miko Ryans. There's also talk that maybe he could circle back and interview with Carolina. But again, the guy in Ben Johnson doesn't even interview the job yet is already considered the favorite. So why would D'Amico entertain it? So we'll see how it works out. But again, not against Ben Johnson. I just find it funny that uh, from the get-go, I was like, that guy, he's the favorite. And no, North Carolina guy. I guess. I don't really know how much time he spent in North Carolina um, after being born in Charleston. But whatever. North Carolina guy. I'm a fan. Either way, I want everybody from North CAC to have success. So, if you want to come back home or to your home state or whatever, come back home and let's get the Super Bowl. But it's still ridiculous that they're going to sit here and say uh, he's a favorite when he didn't even interview for the job yet. Comes on Wednesday. Uh, all right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Again, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Uh, make sure to watch the show, subscribe to the show over on our Lockdown Panthers YouTube channel. Check us out wherever you're listening to this podcast and wherever you listen to all your favorite podcasts. Rate, review, and subscribe. And then follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where on Friday, I'll answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. Either at me or DM me. Participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag on Lockdown Panthers. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to y'all on Wednesday. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.